to our AI Guild podcast series. If you're new, AI Guild is a community of data scientists and AI practitioners, as well as everyone who wants to strengthen the AI community in Europe and support businesses with accelerated adoption of AI. Today we have another episode on data science's journeys. My name is Leila and I am co-founder of the AI Guild and IT consultant at Lexten Berlin. Right now with me in the studio is a member of the AI Guild, Corey Barteheimer. Cori is a hands-on data scientist who has an academic background in the mathematics. She also occasionally blogs about data science topics on her blog, Sample of Thoughts, which will be linked in the description. And she also co-organizes in Berlin a Bayesian meetup. Okay, we want to talk with her about bringing data science career on the next level and how interviews in data science can actually look like and how do they differ from other fields of working. Okay, Corey, thank you so much for making time and being with us today. I'm very much looking forward to digging into your career path. First of all, Corey, how do you feel about the podcast? I'm really, really excited. I mean, this is uh, my first podcast, so I'm uh, very looking forward to how it's going to be. Yeah, me too. So um, maybe uh, tell us about your past. Uh, yes, so I studied mathematics and uh, while I did mostly very theoretical math stuff, I, at some point I actually decided that it would be nicer to do something more applied and uh, so I wrote my master thesis about a data topic, about topological data analysis and then decided that uh, that was the way for me to go and that I wanted to go into a data science career and yeah, so then I started uh, teaching myself a lot and uh, applying for data science positions and going to many meetups and ended up with a position as a data scientist in Berlin where I've been, where I worked the last two and a half years. Okay, and uh, was the transition from mathematician to data science, what did actually really help you on, on this uh, switch, like from mathematician to data science? Um, this, I'm not sure about this particular, like from math to data science. I think it's not too difficult. We did have some programming, but obviously, like, I needed to teach myself a lot more, uh, Python programming for data science in particular and, um, how to actually use machine learning. But I think what helped me the most was actually the community. So I started going to many meetups in Berlin and, uh, meeting other people that had made the same transition, that also had math background, how they did it, that were just one year ahead of me. Uh, so like these kind of tips really helped me and uh, that actually also helped me getting my job because then I found my employer at one of the meetups. Okay, so um, meetups really work in the sense of networking, you would say? Yes, definitely, at least for me and, it works as well. Uh, can I ask you, how long do you already co-run this Bayesian meetup in Berlin? How is that maybe about the story? How oh, so I actually wasn't one of the founders. I went there because I wanted to learn about Bayesian methods. And mm-hmm. I, by chance, had found it on Twitter that someone advertised this meetup. And it, I think I went to the second meetup they had. And it was like six people. So it was very small. And uh, so... Uh, yeah, at some point I started to get involved, like, hey, I can host the meetup, I can also have organizing, I offered to give a talk. And so then I think since 2018, uh, beginning, yeah, 2018, the meetup is now called Berlin Bayesians. Mm-hmm. And uh, 2000, no, 2019, sorry. Okay. So since the beginning of 2019, it's called um, 
Berlin patients. And yeah, it's been going pretty strong. So we have one reading group that comes, meets very regularly. And I think that really helps to have a core group of people that, um, that it's less anonymized. Um, yeah, less, yeah. And regularly means weekly or monthly? No, bi-weekly. Bi-weekly, every three weeks or so. Okay, and how do people can find you, uh, like your um, um, this meetup on on meetup group probably? Uh, yes, uh, meetup is on uh, meetup.com. Okay. We also have a Slack group, and mm -hmm. uh, so right now we started a new reading group um, series. So mm -hmm. We started a new book, and it's very popular. So last time we actually had so many people sign up for the for this reading group that uh, we were like, oh wow, that's way more people than we expected. <laughs> okay. So uh, besides Meetup, of course, you also work, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> and can you maybe tell us how, what you do, you do on your daily basis um, on your job? So, I mean, that's something, well, it's varied. So, I mean, the typical data science work, I think, is kind of, okay, you, um, you think about uh, some data that you have, you try to find, okay, where can I... Uh, get this data, like is it maybe, so we have a red, we had a redshift, but then there might be other data from other sources that could complement this data. So uh, trying to, yeah, so first get the data, do some analysis, some exploration analysis, and uh, try out some modeling, predictive modeling, etc., and try to work out what could be done with this. But I, I feel like in, this is just like captures was one part. So I feel like in general, it's a bit more broad. You also have to incorporate much more the business aspects, how, um, how so you don't just want to grab any data and just try around until you find something that thinks that works. It's, I think it should be much more focused on like, so, okay, what should we, what do we really want to achieve with this data, with, if this works, et cetera. Uh, so then it also is a lot of working with people. So um, especially like in my last uh, position, as I was, that we as a data scientist, we didn't quite know, well, what is business going? What are the problems that are very relevant right now? Because we've had the data mm -hmm. yeah, perspective. And so, but then the people working more with the business and knew what were like relevant to clients, et cetera, they didn't quite know what was possible with data. So I think then it's also a lot of communication, uh, trying to work with these people like, hey, what, what things are you interested in? Trying to find out what kind of data could help them, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think in this sense, data science, there's actually a lot of communication as well. So it means you also needed to learn a bit, a bit about business applications besides your data science skills, right? Yes, definitely. I think it's really important when you work in a data science position to try to get a good yeah. feeling of how the business that you're working with, how it works. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Can you maybe tell us about uh, one of the most exciting um project or use case in your career path? Um, yeah, so I think one thing that excites me right now uh, was in uh, January at the Hackathon that was organized by um, a group from the European Union that works against disinformation. So they have a website eu versus disinfo.eu where they debunk um, pro-Kremlin um, fake news. And so then they had organized a hackathon where uh, they was like, okay, we have collected all this data, this articles that we debunked as fake news. And then they gave it to like, a group of people like, what can you do with this? And I, I think that was something that I, I found really exciting because, um, I mean, I see very commonly that people in data science work with 
just uh, stuff that doesn't to me really bring much value. They just saw like, oh, let's just apply some machine learning to this. So in this sense, I feel like it's very important to work on something that actually brings value. But this one seemed to me even be like more meaningful to actually do something useful also for society to help, yeah, fight against disinformation. Okay, and um, in this project, how many people actually took um, part in this hackathon? It was relatively European wide, or no? So it was relatively small hackathon. I mean, it was by mm -hmm. invitation only, okay. and uh, it was yeah, very small, just yeah. small groups. But yeah. it was a very different background. Mm -hmm. So I was working in a group where we were mostly uh, we were all data scientists. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we had a very data-focused solution, but there were also other teams that had very different backgrounds who were working against uh, fake news in uh, Ukraine or uh, Estonia. And uh, so that for me was also very interesting to see. So here, most of my data science bubble is all very technical, very data science-y, and they're seeing this kind of very different backgrounds of different people working. Um, yeah, so some of us have more political background mm -hmm. or, um, yeah, so the data scientists in my group are social data scientists. So I feel like there was more different background that I found very exciting. Well, which means that uh, you would like um, advice, for example, to other data scientists who are starting to also try to get into some hackathons to gain maybe new perspectives? Uh, yes, definitely. So actually, I, when I started, mm -hmm. so now like, okay, I know I'm the, when I was looking for my first data science position, I, I also participated in a hackathon. And uh, so, yeah, it, it definitely helps get a new perspective. But also, again, it's great for networking. I still, um, yeah, meet occasionally with people that I met on my first mm -hmm. hackathon. And um, so I think in this I think what helped me more in this first hackathon I participated in was more like the people I met there. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, I assume um, you also can put uh, this hackathon experiences at the end if it was like really something, um, yeah, like challenging or something like moving like political issue which you're trying to solve. You can really also put it into your CV as reference probably, I assume. Yes, I think you can. I actually never did, okay. but um, I guess, yes, you can definitely like, put it in your CV or in your application. And I think what we think from when uh, in my last position we were hiring, it it was always like seen uh, quite positive to see like, wow, this person is really into, like really wants to work with data science, very keen. So there was always a plus to see, okay, they're not just... Um, yeah, want to do the switch, but they have, they went to meetups, etc. Yeah, it's probably uh, shows the motivation, yes. which is like also very important uh, part. So when you're doing interviews, I assume also in data science interviews. And here I would like to ask you, um, can you maybe tell us um, when you were looking for a job, um, did the interview, what was like the how did your interviews look like? And I know now um, that you um, are looking for right now in, uh, in, uh, for, for another positions, so like maybe you will, you are considering about freelancing. Um, and did the interviews actually change from the time when you were uh, first looking for a job and uh, right now? Uh, yes, definitely. I think when I first was looking for a job, I was really just, I, I just wanted a job. I didn't know much about data science. I, I think it's especially difficult to get into the first position. Uh, now there's also much more competition, so many people want to get mm -hmm. into data science. So then it was really just like, okay, I just want any job. 
that does where I can do that. That makes sense, yeah. So right now I'm much more picky in what I'm looking for and I'm also much more aware of what I should look out for. So I think it's I've seen very commonly that companies don't really know what they need. There's like they just heard this term data science, machine learning, AI, and like, oh we also need a data scientist. And then they hire a data scientist. It's someone that comes fresh from a freshman university and is keen to like do analysis and machine learning. And then they don't have any data. So what the company actually would have needed would have been a data engineer. So this is something that I now look out for. It's like, okay, what do they actually need a data scientist? How is the data? What kind of data infrastructure do you have in place? Where do you get your data? And so another thing that I'm now looking for is I'm also very keen on finding out if the company actually needs data science. Mm -hmm. So do they have like a plan idea where they want to use data science? So one of my favorite inter uh, questions that I like mm -hmm. to ask is where do you see, where can data science bring the most potential in your business? Where do you see the most potential? And um, so I'm trying very much to only apply for positions where I can see, okay, they actually have thought about how they want to use data science. I see. This is, I think, the, uh, usually the case that when you're fresh, a fresh finish from the university, you usually just f see that you will be interviewed, and after one or two years in career, in your career, you realize that you are actually also interviewing the company because it will be. Uh, you see the work more later on as, as a corporation, like yes, both sides. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, this is probably the biggest difference. But how can you maybe tell us, uh, um, tell, tell the audience a little bit like some practical tips how to actually uh, succeed in data science interviews? Um, yes, yeah, so I mean, data science interviews vary a lot from company to company. So in my former company, for example, we had like half an hour video call or a bit longer. I think this is very common to have like a first short call, video call, um, where you just talk a bit about yourself and yeah, just um, sometimes this is just with HR to check, okay, this person actually has some knowledge of uh, data science, sometimes with the startups, of course, you're talking straight with the founder. And so I think in this first call, it's important to just give the impression, okay, yeah, I work with this kind of project, have like one project that you talk about what you did there, uh, maybe say like, okay, what kind of tools you use, etc. And then... Yeah, the second, then the how it then goes on differs, I think, widely. So in very big companies, often have a much more structured approach. Then they have like you have a call with this person, with this person, and with this person. Uh, some companies like to give assignments. Some other companies I've interviewed with had um, a live programming on a video call, and uh, others, other companies. Well, the, where I worked before, we had pair programming session during the okay. interview on site. So I think there are different ways mm -hmm. how you can do this, but often they, this kind of, there is something involved, like where you have to show that you can code. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, otherwise, and some companies have a lot of these behavior questions, uh, such as, can you think of any situation where you were working in a team and you stepped up to bring success? These kind of questions. Mm -hmm. And these are questions that you can very easily practice. So there was, uh, I, I used a few web pages that, um, that just like showcase how you can work with these questions, how to answer them. And I, I just really practiced a long list, like try to answer like many of these <laughs> questions. And I think it really helped to okay. prepare when these questions come, how to answer them. And we had the answers probably in your pocket already. 
I might answer the <laughs> then not all the questions that I practice mm-hmm. type, but then you are prepared like how you can answer these questions. Yeah. And there was also one resource that had data science behavior questions, mm-hmm. that had like these kind of behavior questions, but then it was a focus on data science. And it was actually a great resource. Uh, we can link it below in the description. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what, what uh, we already talked uh, about before was that, um, well, after several years of experience, your interviews slightly change because you become also the one who asks questions. And um, in the phone call before we actually record, record, uh, met to record this um, podcast, we talked about it. And you also mentioned that um, how to actually politely ask about things which are bothering you. For example, ethical questions or the ratio of women in the company. Can you maybe tell us about your experiences and why you felt like it's not always easy to speak about it? That's really good questions. And I, I, I don't feel like I have good answer to that. So for me, well, as a woman, um, I, I see that in this, in data science, it can very easily happen that you only work with men in your team or that also the whole department is mostly men. And so for me, this is important to kind of, I, I would prefer to not work just with my, but in a diverse team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do find it difficult to ask this question. I remember I had one call with a recruiter and I asked like, okay, so but how is the, how is the gender um, set up in this mm-hmm. company? How many people are there? And um, it's then, it's like, okay, you don't, I didn't want to come across to, I don't know, not too, like, I didn't want to press too much on this issue. Like, this was the most important thing, but it is important to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I also wasn't quite happy then with he, how he answered. He's like, yeah, of course, there are not that many. There, yeah, there's a pity. There, don't have, there are not that many women. We, of course, would like to have more. And, but to me, this always sounds like, okay, they don't really seem to care. They're just like, oh, they are just not that many. And uh, so it, it is, yeah, not that easy how to ask this question. And of course, it also depends how, how much are you willing to work for a company where they are mostly men. But I also had some other positive experiences where they said, like, yeah, this is really an issue we really care about. And I think this is something that I would, I'm much more willing to work with. If they say, like, yeah, we have a problem and we really care about this. We really would like to change this. It's yeah. difficult because it is a difficult it problem. Is, yeah. So I had the same, I, we have the same problem in my meetup that it is mostly men and oh, I'm nervous. Right. So even though I feel like we have a female co- yeah. like co-organizer, it's it's still not easy. Like it doesn't come by itself. So if someone says like, yeah, we really want to change this, we need to do something. Mm-hmm. That's something that I find very encouraging. It's like, yeah, this this is a nice attitude. But um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's difficult. So I mean, then I also had some interviews where then most of the people I interviewed was were women. So then I didn't need to ask the mm-hmm. question because I could already see like, okay, there are many women in the board. Yeah. Data science team, but uh, yeah, it's, and the other part it was also wondering is about okay, so how how do I ask for the ethical aspects? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to work. So I mean, I I tell everybody like for recruiters, like I don't want to work for a company that is doing like fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can disregard this from the start, but how do I make sure that the way the team works on data science problems, etc., like how do they ensure that they um, that the, what they work on the machine learning model doesn't develop any biases. So I kind of want to get a feel, okay, what, how do they see these problems? And 
Um, yeah, I, I find it difficult. Like, what, I'm not sure what kind of question to ask to find this out. Sometimes uh, some companies work on projects where it's quite obvious, okay, mm -hmm. this might be an issue. And then you can ask this. For example, it's now there are many companies that work with machine learning and HR, so trying to match um, CVs of people mm -hmm. to positions. And then it very obviously pops up and you can ask, like, okay, how do you deal with this problem? Um, but other times, yeah, it's, I'm not sure like, how to ask this. And this kind of questions, for example, about biases and so on, right, which are very, very much AI loaded, or not, not AI, but machine learning or like data loaded, like, or, or the algorithm loaded. Would you ask this kind of question probably directly the data scientists themselves uh, rather than, um, for example, HR or people who are, or people from marketing or so on, right? Because those are people who are working directly with this, of, this kind of algorithms, which might have an impact on uh, the decision. Yes, good question. So I think it makes sense to start to start very early on, ask these questions to uh, also to HR, but then more like in a general mm -hmm. setting, like what do you sort of, I mean, usually they tell them, tell yeah. you by themselves, like you know, we have these kind of company values, but it's important to give back to the community mm -hmm. and um, then ask about what kind of values they have as a company. Yeah. I think if a company in general tries to um, be ethical in total, like mm -hmm. have values, give back to the community, try to be sustainable, etc., then it's it's more ingrained in the company, and I think this will help then also the data science team yeah. to work more ethically. But and yeah, but even then, it might still be that there's a mismatch between what you say and the values like mm -hmm. on a high level and then what you actually work on. So I think then I, I try to find this out when talking to the data scientists themselves. I didn't actually ask this directly because I wasn't sure how to ask. Mm -hmm. um, I only had one occasion where I asked this question, like, where do you think is the biggest benefits? And uh, then the answer they came up with, I was like, mm, I'm not sure how happy I am with that. that to me, sounds ethically already a bit questionable. Okay. But I didn't specifically ask for that, but then it kind of came up. Yeah, that's not easy. Um, Cody, um, do you feel like I might have forgot something to ask, which you think is really important for our audience to know, but you like really from your heart want to give to people? Another <laughs> <laughs> question. I, well, I think if uh, there are people in the audience that are um, wanting to get into data science, I can tell you, like, keep persisting. It might take a bit of a while, but uh, I think it definitely helps if you can show employers that you are motivated, if you work, for example, on a blog or, or go to hackathons or similar. And, yeah, definitely get involved in the community. I think being going to a community, going to meetups, and talking to other people, what was their experience, definitely can help you to get, um, yeah, to get help. So, I mean, this is, for example, now I'm thinking about going into freelancing and I'm just asking all my friends that already do freelancing, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I think it really helps to have good network. Yeah, that's for sure. Probably also go to AI Guild Freelancer Exchange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, how we all met, I assume, at the beginning, yeah. Um, well, Cory, uh, thank you so much for a very insightful talk today, and um, I hope we uh, 
hear from you uh, maybe in the next future again when you already have gained experience in your financing <laughs> career. Let's see. Anyways, until then, you can find Corey on LinkedIn. I will put the links below. Everyone. Thank you very much for interviewing. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you, Corey. Bye-bye.